Hello, hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Welcome to the Black Financial Channel and DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Today on the Black Financial Channel, I'm going to talk about black wealth and black economics really quickly. And I'm going to talk specifically about how to save money. Some of you are asking me to talk about this, so we're going to talk about it. So get comfortable, buckle up the seatbelt. We're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I'm your friendly neighborhood finance professor. On the Black Financial Channel, we talk about black wealth and black economics every day, sometimes as much as 10 times a day. Under the B1 condition, B1 means we are building our community. B1 means we are black first. B1 means that we believe in our people. B1 means we educate our kids. If you agree with this philosophy, put a B1 in the chat. Hashtag B1. Uh, what's going on, Justin Pender? Let me know if you guys can hear me. Give me a quick yes if you can hear me okay. I'm not going to take a lot of your time, but I'm going to share something with you that I hope will help your life get better now um <clears throat> i see sherry and jermaine and justin and tramel yeah Sher okay sherry you're 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 rolled in the prime 101 class today yeah tonight we are gonna do income with stock options uh when you come in uh, i guarantee you that when you walk out your income will be higher uh, you, it'll be higher this week. I know exactly where you can put some money. You have to have a little bit of investing capital. Nothing's free, right? So you invest a little bit exactly where I tell you to put it. Your income will go up. I guarantee you this. So if, you're, if you'd like to join us tonight, we're doing this one time, one time only. It's an introduction to the Prime program. You can go to Dr. Boyce Prime. 101.com. That's drboyceprime101.com, which is the longer form of drboyceprime.com. And so this is really for uh, a beginner segment where we're introducing our new prime members to what we're doing in our options income uh, class. <clears throat> People love it. It's extremely uh, beneficial. And uh, and I know what I'm doing. Uh, my PhD is in finance. I've been teaching college students for 30 years. So uh, I so I hope I can help you. And I and this is um something I can I don't I don't make outrageous claims. I'm not a guy who's going to roll up to you in a Lamborghini next to a private jet to prove to you that I know what I'm talking about when it comes to money. Um, I don't believe in things like greed. Uh, I don't believe in being flashy. I don't believe in being boisterous. I just believe in being honest and I believe in being pro-black. So uh, so if you um, if that fits your your personality type then feel free to join us tonight. Just go to drboyceprime101.com. No crazy promises. We guarantee we will deliver what we commit to. All right, so let's keep going here. Let me uh, let me go ahead and just uh, lay this out here really quick. So how many of you want to save money? How many of you have sat around thinking about ways to save money? Or maybe you've been on TikTok and you see that there are personal finance challenges and savings uh, uh, advice that people kind of lay out there. Some of it's not bad. Some of it's actually pretty good. Some of it is designed you know, to just get views and clicks, but that's fine, right? That's what social media does. But there's also some stuff out there that can actually help you. Now, what I want to do is not just share some of the stuff that's out there, but I also and give my assessment of it. But also, I want to share kind of what you're looking for, like kind of look at it from a different perspective. Uh, you know, that's kind of what I'd like to challenge you on is to really understand the why, like, why are you doing this? And how does this fit with what you're trying to do? So uh, when you talk about saving money, the first thing uh, that you should probably know about saving money is that saving money uh, isn't necessarily something that you have to do in order to be financially secure. You know, uh, you living, you know, the, the goal is very basic uh, <clears throat> income and expenses. It's really like a basketball game. At the end of the game, you have to make sure that you score more points than the other team. So if you play in a basketball game, the other team scores 125 points. Does that mean you're going to win or lose? I'm going to ask you a simple question. If, if the other team scores 125 points and I'm in a basketball game, did I win the game or did I lose the game? It's a trick question, by the way. Answer me in the chat. Did I win or did I lose that game? If the other team scored 125 points. 
the answer is not yes and it's not no. It depends. It depends on how many points my team scored. So if the other team scores 125 points, I score 126, then I won. Another question, if if I play in a basketball game and the other team scores 12 points, did I win or did I lose? I want you to just process that for a minute. Well, the answer is the same. It depends. Did I score more than 12 points? If I score more than 12 points, then you win, right? If you score less than 12 points, then you lose. And that's how I want you to think about your economics, right? Uh, you know, so so when when so when you're talking about uh, you know, economics and, and economic thinking, don't ever buy into a one size fits all kind of thing. Like I've been really tracking how economic conversations are happening on the internet. Uh, I'm a financial scientist. All we did was sit around and study money constantly, the history of money, the structure of money, the psychology of money, where money comes from, who has the most money and why, like what the risk factors in money. Like that's all we did was sit around and talk about money all day. So I have a PhD in money. I really do. It's a real PhD. You can look it up on the internet. I, I'm not a fake PhD. This is real stuff. And uh, one of the things I can tell you is that how you view things, your perspective is hugely important important in, in how you go about accomplishing the goal. And so so rather than me telling you a specific way that you're supposed to do it, I want you to understand how the process works so you can figure out the way that, that it fits for you and your personality. Money is very heavily personality bent. It's, it's, it's deeply connected to your financial personality. So, uh, you know, for example, I don't like saving money. I don't. I don't. I didn't. You know, I don't like budgets. I don't like sitting here, you know, going through and, and getting mad at myself because I decided I wanted to get a, a Starbucks mocha latte and, and it's it's six dollars and I should have only I could have made my coffee at home for two. I don't want to make my coffee at home. I want I want to go to Starbucks, you know, or I don't want to go to the car dealership and say, oh, well, no, I shouldn't get that car because getting a new car is bad. And all the financial wizards tell me that getting new cars is a sucker's move. No, you. I think you can get what you want. You know what I'm saying? I think you can get what you want. I think it's a matter of knowing the trade-offs, right? And just saying, okay, you know what? I'm going to cut myself some slack over here. I'm going to give myself some grace. And then, but but over here, I'm going to buckle down. I'm going to go hard. You're right, right? It's like, um, it's like eating, right? And calories and dieting. Uh, it's okay to eat what you want most of the time. But if you gain your calories on something stupid, like if you're eating food you don't even enjoy and it's making you fat, well, that's not a good way for you to waste or to use your calories. Do you understand? Right. So effectively, it's a matter of figuring out, OK, when am I going to let myself slide and when am I going to go a little bit harder? And that's a personal decision. OK, so when you talk about saving money, that's the first place I want us to begin. Now, um, let me give you some, a few quick, simple uh, tips and rules that kind of work. I saw this really cool thing on TikTok that I actually kind of like where this guy was basically saying uh, one fun way you can do, uh, you can gamify the savings process is by saving a penny for every day of the year that it is. So if it's the first day of the year, you save one penny. If it's the hundredth day of the year, you save a hundred pennies. If it's the 365th day of the year, you save 365 pennies. I don't know how much that adds up to in a year. I got to go look it up, but that might be a good way to get started. And really what you're doing when you're doing that, you may seem like the, the, the pennies you're saving doesn't matter, but what you're doing is you're establishing habits. Financial habits are everything. Habits, 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 habits control your subconscious mind, which therefore controls your life. So if you ever want to have a better life, you want to level up, force yourself to go into a different environment, do different things and form new habits. If you form new habits, what's up, juiced up, Reese? Good to see you, sister. Uh, if you form new habits, 
then you will have a new life. That that is literally uh, what I truly believe, right? So so uh, so that that's one thing I saw. Another thing I saw was um, Elizabeth Warren, who's actually one of my favorite politicians. I like Elizabeth Warren not because I would necessarily agree with her on everything, but I like her because she's she's one of the few politicians I've seen who I actually believe cares about the country. I don't think most of these politicians care about the long term effects of their decision making. I just don't. You know, they they you know we're let's go spend a hundred billion dollars on some war that we have nothing to do with that these are corrupt individuals right but elizabeth warren she seems all right i kind of like her actually anyway um so here's what um elizabeth warren uh wrote a book about and it's not her idea though other people talk about it they talk about this thing called the 50 30 20 rule and the 50 to 30 20 rule of saving is that you use 50 percent of your income uh for your needs 30 percent of your income for the things you want 20 percent of your income for savings i don't think that's bad I think that's okay. If you're saving 20% of your income, nine times out of 10, you're going to be better off than your friends. If a person is living below their means and saving 20% of their income, they're probably going to be in a pretty solid financial position. Now, what you also want to consider, though, is that the easiest way to save money is to find ways to make more money. So I hated saving money. So rather than saving money, I said, you know what? If I can get out here and force myself to find a way to make an extra $2,000 a month, I can put all that money into savings and I can blow my whole paycheck. That was my savings plan when I was 35 years old. And it worked. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I was happy with that. Do you understand? So, so there's many ways to skin that cat. When you have more to work with, it's easier to save. So the best skill you can give your child is how to make money. If they know how to go make an, make an extra amount of money and increase their income instead of waiting for their boss, the corporate plantation does not give money away very easily. They don't give much money to workers, right? You see the worker strikes, uh, the writer strike happened for good reason. The automobile strike happened for good reason. Unions are very weak. Workers' wages are going down. So if you want your income to go up, the best way to go about that is to figure out ways to have side hustles, right? So in fact, actually, if you text the word stock, to 31996, I will send you a list of some side hustles that you can get started at a very low cost. So just text the word stock to 31996. And I promise you by tomorrow, <clears throat> I will text you guys out a list of side hustles that you can get started right away. So uh, text stock to 31996 if you'd like to see that list. All right. And by the way, also, um, uh, one other, uh, if you'll allow me one second to mention a black owned business that helps us do this podcast, Dr. Q's Fresh Breath Club. Uh, Dr. Q is a brilliant black dentist out of St. Louis. and He's very pro black. He's 100% B one and uh dr q's fresh breath club uh let me see here there's something I, i'm going to read here if you give me one second it says uh let's see here uh take care of all your fresh breath needs with their all natural at home dental care subscriptions from bamboo toothbrushes to mint and charcoal toothpaste tablets and charcoal teeth whitening strips they have you covered sign up today at dr q's freshbreathclub.com for a standard adult subscription for just $12.50 a month and get a free gift in your initial subscription box. Again, visit drqsfreshbreathclub.com. He'd prefer you, uh, but also there's like an affiliate link, by the way. I don't have it, my affiliate link, uh, but I am an affiliate actually. And I, one day I'll share the link. And if you want to buy through my affiliate link, you can. And, you know, but, but actually he has a setup where you can actually be an affiliate. So if you uh, believe in black owned business and you brush your teeth and you have friends that brush their teeth, you can actually go into business with Dr. Q. You don't even have to know him. Uh, you can sign up for their affiliate program. This is a good way to make some extra money. And whatever you sell for with him, you get a percentage of that, right? So um, I prefer, you know, I'd say it's worth looking into, right? Instead of us giving all our money to Colgate and these other companies that are making billions of dollars, go brush your teeth. And, and, and it's healthy. And he's a super smart guy. He came to the All Black National Convention. He came on this channel, actually. And he told a story about 
um, Homer, I think, I think it's Homer G. Phillips Hospital in St. Louis. They used to have a big, gigantic Black-owned hospital, and he got raised around all these brilliant Black doctors. He it wasn't, you know, it wasn't sort of being mentored by the thugs and the the pimps and the hustlers and the dope dealers. He he got mentored by all these Black doctors who lived in the Black community who would get up every day, get in their car, <clears throat> drive to work and deliver babies and do surgeries and all this other stuff. And that's what we lost, right? That hospital eventually got shut down. But this is what you had before these crazy things like integration came along, where they somehow concluded that black people don't need to own hospitals anymore. But Homer G. Phillips, he told that story, and I was really impressed by that. So he's one of the good ones, y'all. I, I encourage y'all to go check out uh, Dr. Q, Dr. Q's Fresh Breath Club.com. His URL is right there on the screen. All right, so let's talk more about saving money. Hit that thumbs up button, by the way. Please hit the thumbs up button if you haven't done it yet. Um, so uh, a couple other points about saving money. So that 50, 30, 20 rule, 20% uh, savings, 30% needs, 50% wants. I oh, Sorry, 50% needs. Sorry, 50% needs, 30% wants, 20% savings. I think that could be fine, right? You're saving 20% of your income. Uh, you're, you're not spending more than what you can afford. Uh, living below your means is really big. Uh, and this is where uh, personality comes into play. Uh, one thing I encourage you to, to really be critical of and to pay care, careful attention to is if you notice, you look on the Internet, there's a lot of stupid, flashy behavior, a lot of cra weird, flashy, especially even people that have businesses. Like they get a little bit of money, a little bit of success. Next thing you know, they're taking pictures in front of Mercedes Benzes and and in private jets and and saying, I'm, I was blessed. Y'all look at my new car. My husband got me or whatever. And and I'm 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 sorry, I'm not making fun of anybody, but I don't like any of that. I don't like any of that at all. I feel like it's. um it's not healthy. It's not, uh, it, it draws crazy attention. It, it's, it's, it, it's heavily immature. And by the way, actually, it really reflects uh, low vibrational behavior, to be honest with you, in this sense, uh, low vibrational, meaning that it means you haven't elevated to a certain level of maturity as a human being to the point where you still need those material items to validate you to feel good. You have to show off a little bit. And uh, the thing about showing off, too, is that you got to be really careful about showing off in an economy where so many people are struggling. You know, if you're showing off and you're doing well and you're telling everybody how great you're doing and there are people around you who are really struggling, really starving, who whatever, who don't have what you have uh that can create a lot of bad feelings and animosity so i instead of having some one of these like i'm doing well because i'm better than you mindsets i think maybe a mindset might that might be better would be one that says i'm doing well but i want you to do well too i want all of us to do well together i want all my friends all the people around me to all be doing well because i love you and i want to see you do well and how i'm doing don't even matter you know how me and dr alicia are doing you know what we live well way below our means we don't we live in a neighborhood where our neighbors or when our black neighbors found out that i was living there they were they were shocked they're like why you live here you live in our neighborhood and i'm like yeah because i don't want that stress of trying to live like you know some of these people i see when i go to atlanta so you know y'all know what i'm talking about i go to atlanta you got some flashy black people down in atlanta yeah i mean and, and i'm not making fun of it if you're in that category and you like nice stuff it's okay to like nice stuff right my wife we we both drive luxury cars so if that makes you feel better you know we we don't, we don't shy away from that but but it's not like i'm going to deliberately take a picture in front of the luxury car to show you that i've made it i i want to show you know what I, you know how i want to impress you i want to impress you by showing you that i am 100 percent pro-black every day and i ain't scared to do it i want to impress you by showing you that i busted my butt to be the best father that i can possibly be and the best human being that i can be and you know you know how else i might want to impress you i want to impress you by telling you that this morning me and my beautiful black wife got up and we went to the gym at 6 a.m and we're in there like working hard 
If I, you know, if to impress you, I want to impress you by saying that I value education so much that I spent, I studied eight hours a day for a damn near decade to get a PhD and uh, and, and graduated past all them white boys that didn't want to see me succeed. I, I want to. That's how I want to impress you. I want to impress you with the substance. The substance and what what where did the substance go? Why do what what's going on with our society? Where why did we replace substance with flash? And I think young people need to really hear this because you got some flashy people ain't done nothing, ain't accomplished nothing, ain't done nothing good for nobody, and it, it, and, and and run around just trying to like constantly flex on people and show off. Get get out of that stuff. That is. That is heavy economic immaturity. I actually talk about that in my book, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power, which, by the way, you can get a copy at DrBoyceBooks.com or on Amazon. And in this book, I talk about economic immaturity, where we have people that think, look at money the way a child looks at money. Look at me. Look at me. You know, look at my fancy. Look at my Gucci bags. Look at my uh, fancy hotel I'm staying in where I'm having breakfast on the balcony. Look at my luxury car. And, and, And here's the thing. The reason that you have to be careful about that is because that is nothing but emptiness. That is nothing. If you're looking for those things to make you happy and to make you full, you better be careful because you're at heavy risk of depression. Uh, Who was it that said that Gilbert Arenas, Gilbert Arenas, who played in the NBA, who made over $100 million, he talked about that. He said that when he they said, what was it like to be 32 years old and a retiree with $100 million in in the bank? He said it was terrible. He said, I I got up and I would he said, "I, I didn't have anything to do. I had no purpose. He said, I would get in the car and just drive in L.A. traffic to or wherever it was city he was in, D.C., whatever city. And like I'm going to the games because because, you know, the feelings I had, like oh, my whole life revolved around basketball. All I knew was to get ready for the game and all. And I didn't have that anymore. He said, I, I would just be driving for hours around like I'm going to the game, but I wasn't going to be playing that day. And I, and I felt so sorry for him because I said, that's a man who does not have his purpose. Nine, 99 times out of 100, when a man or woman has no purpose and no substance in their life, these material things will depress you. They will depress you. Why? Well, because when I study financial psychology, we remember we have a black financial therapy department in the black business school first ever created. It's extremely good. We have a really good therapist on staff. I, I hope you'll come check it out because it'll really help your mindset. One of the things that uh, money does or material things do is it releases dopamine. It's like a high. It's like a drug. It's like sex. It's like anything else, gambling, all the things that make you feel good. That's what money and material stuff does. Well, one uh, artifact of using a drug is that you eventually develop a tolerance level. You know, before you were really excited because you made a hundred thousand dollars a month. Now, you know, you just check the balance, make sure the money's there and that's it. And eventually, you, you know, you, you, you've you uh, stayed in every fancy hotel. You've gone on every vacation. You've driven every kind of car. You slept with every kind of woman. And then you start realizing there's nothing there. There's nothing you're digging and there's nothing underneath there. So then that's when people like Deion Sanders talks about this, where he actually uh, was thinking about taking his life because he felt like there was nothing left. So what I'm really saying to you is find your substance, find your purpose, find something that matters to you so much more than money so that money can be that tool to get you to that purpose and get you to that substance. And I really speculate, unfortunately, that part of the reason that uh, maybe maybe I have the, uh, the tough time connecting to some folks is because I don't think I don't see a lot of people really talking like that. You know, and, and it makes me sad because you don't know what you're missing. 
So anyway, let me keep going. Um, by the way, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Um, I'm going to mention one more sponsor for this podcast. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Aisha Verzi. Aisha Verzi uh, is a financial planner who is who works with the Black Business School. If you're looking for one-on-one financial help, uh, she's an independent licensed and insurance insured insurance expert based in California. Aisha, she'll help you protect your assets and your legacy. She offers a one-stop brokerage for insurance services, including Index Universal Life, Term with Living Benefits, Whole Life Policy. You know, when they talk about being your own bank and stuff like that and consultations for debt management and final expense, funeral planning, concierge. You can contact Aisha at Aisha uh, at rverzi, V-I-R-Z-I dot com or at 626-340-5746. That's 626-340-5746. And you can book a one-on-one appointment with her. I know Aisha. She's a friend to the Black Business School and a very nice lady. I can't vouch for everybody's business because I don't know the, the inner workings of every single business. But from what I have seen, uh, I have not heard any complaints or any negatives about Aisha or Dr. Q. Uh, and if you hear anything like that, if anything goes wrong, you let me know and I'll make sure we get that right uh, for you. So uh, feel free to give Aisha a call. All right. So anyway, um, a couple of more uh, points I'll make about saving money. Let's get back to that point. Um, uh, here are a couple of things you can do uh, if you want to save money. And we talked about the 50, 30, 20 rule, right? 20% of your savings, uh, 50% of your uh, money go, would, would go toward uh, toward your, your living expenses and your needs. Uh, I've mentioned before other little economic hacks people don't talk about, like if you live with other people, uh, it makes it things great. Like maybe even if you're not going to get married or whatever, I think it's okay to have roommates, especially those of you that are under 35. Uh, roommates can really make things easier. Just find somebody you can live with, you know, just like you did in college. Uh, tr- keeping track of your spending is something that they recommend if you want to save money. Uh, it's it's what I would refer to. I refer to this in, um, in the Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power as economic consciousness. Economic consciousness basically says, that you're going to tend to be successful in the things that you are aware of. When you have awareness and consciousness, you're going to be able to uh, put yourself in better financial situations than if you are unconscious. And that makes that should make sense to you, right? Because a, an unconscious person is not typically going to be a good steward of their resources, right? A, a, an unconscious person can be easily exploited. Uh, when marketers and corporations want to get your money, they tap into your unconscious mind, right? They don't tap into your conscious mind. They don't say, hey, can I come up and rob you and get you to pay $700 for a bag that costs us $50 to make? They don't say that consciously, but they they get into your unconscious mind. They tap into your insecurities. This is why little things that seem to have nothing to do with wealth, like knowing who you are and having self-esteem as a child, are extremely important in terms of your economics because a person that does not or cannot find their happiness or cannot find their substance will go purchase their self-esteem. They'll go purchase their their purpose in life. I've literally seen people who feel like their life doesn't have any meaning if they don't have a coach purse, a Gucci bag, some red bottoms or whatever. Like that's the whole purpose. They'll sit around and they'll talk about material possessions because that's all they've got to talk about. Uh, I want to know what kind of person you are. I want to hear about your hopes and dreams and views and perspectives. I don't really want to sit around and talk all day about the, the kind of car you drive. Like I, I appreciate, I respect it. I think it's cool, but, but I think that there's gotta be more out there that you can, um, can look into. All right. So, uh, so, so another, so that financial awareness, very important. If you don't know where your money's going, you won't know where your money went. Um, automating your savings. That's a really big one. Um, I, I, I think that if you want to save consistently, remember everything's about habits and consistency, right? So, uh, automation, having money automatically taken out of your account to go toward your savings or go toward your long-term investments is not just something that I recommend. It's something that I absolutely think is critical. 
It's critically important because what you're doing is you're fortifying yourself. You're giving yourself a capital base. I did a whole training called the economics of self-defense. And one of the, the reasons I did this training is somewhere on the Internet. If you go search for it, you can find it uh, or maybe go to drboysbooks.com and look up self-defense. I'm sure it's in there somewhere. And uh, literally, I said, you must think about money as self-defense because money is protecting your freedom. In America, you cannot have freedom without money. You can't. You can't. Uh, when they, Dr. Claude Anderson, when we do our book club meetings every Wednesday night, we do poweronomics training. I was reading to you guys last night about how they released all the slaves. They had no money. They had no clothes. They had no weapons. They had no tools. They had no skills. They had no place to live. They were pretty much slaves. That's why a lot of them say, well, let me just go back to Massa's plantation because I, I, I can't do anything, right? So if you're free and you can't do anything, then you're going to go back and become a slave so that you can be protected, right? So effectively, when you're building that capital base for yourself, and really somebody should have did that for you, you understand? You're doing the job that really should have been done by your parents. It should have been done by uh, in, you know, one of your, one of your ancestors. You should have had a, a mama, daddy, grandparent, an uncle, somebody doing that for you back in the 1970s and 1980s. But they didn't know. They didn't get... They didn't get um, the training that you're getting, right? But but remember, when you're doing this, when you're building that capital base, you're putting that coal in the fire, so to speak. You're 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 you're, pile, you're stacking your bread and caving yourself out. You're protecting yourself. You're protecting your family. You're protecting your freedom, uh, because if you don't have any resources, then you're gonna have to be a slave to the person who can pay your bills. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, you know, if you think about it. Uh, if, you, if you are a woman and you you can't pay your bills, well, you might end up having to uh, spend time with a man that you don't really like because your kids have to eat, right? Or if you are a man who can't pay your bills, you may end up doing work that you don't enjoy because you need to get those bills paid. I watched Bass Reeves last night, which is a great show on Paramount Plus. And there was a point where Bass Reeves, the guy, a guy came along and asked him to help him as the, the, the town sheriff or something. And he said, I don't really want to do it. I'm a farmer. I have a family. And he said, well, how are you going to feed your family if you ain't got no money, if your harvest is, is gone, right? So basically he pulled him into this life or death situation because he had to do it. He had no choice. You understand? So freedom without money is really an illusion. Freedom with no money is an illusion. If you uh, have no money and you think that you're free, nine times out of 10 in America, you're not, you're not free. I guarantee you, you're not free because somebody got to pay them bills, right? So effectively what you want to do is you, you, you put that money into that savings account. You put that money into that investment portfolio. In the Black Business School, which we got millions of people introduced to the $5 a day investing plan. This is what I put together mathematically speaking. I showed the mathematics behind it. Easy to do. That shows that if you just simply were to put $5 a day, $150 a month into an S&P 500 index portfolio and just don't sell the stock, just be consistent. You do that for 20 or 30 years, your family's fine. Your family's got plenty of money as long as you don't throw it all away. So effectively, uh, so this this is important. So do it on an automated basis. Don't sort of have to consciously do it. Just do it at, on autopilot. And uh, and then the last little thing about saving is that a lot of people are being hit hard by a lot of subscription services. Companies like Apple. Apple has a billion paid subscribers that give them money every month. And I know a lot of you maybe you know will get a little app here and there, whatever, download something you know every now and then. And it's, it's five dollars here, ten dollars there, twenty dollars there. That's eating into a lot of people's money. And so you may want to find some sort of way to go through periodically to look at all the things that you're paying on autopilot just to see, uh, you know, to see what things you can cut. Because pay attention. Think about this. This is, this is what's interesting, right? You've got all these expenses going out on autopilot. But do you have investments going out on autopilot? You've got your financial insecurity happening on autopilot. 
but are you giving yourself financial security on autopilot? Right, right. Somebody else has, is is eating off you on autopilot. Right. They've got you subscribed to that um, that streaming service and you're paying the eight dollars a month. And then another one, you're paying seven dollars a month. Another one, you're paying twenty dollars a month. So on, so they got you on autopilot because they understand the game of economics. Nobody understands the game of economics better than the American corporation, American corporations. I I was just looking at Disney's earnings reports and Disney's earnings were extraordinarily good. They, uh, they're, they're almost profitable in their streaming services. They picked up another 7 million subscribers that are all paying them on autopilot. So they're building their wealth on autopilot. So what I'm saying to you is I need you to build your wealth on autopilot the same way rich people build their wealth on autopilot. Do you understand? I don't want you building it on luck. I don't want you just building it on prayer. I don't want you building it thinking that a job is going to get you where you're going to get to where you want to get to jobs. Don't do that. All the data says this, the jobs, you will not get you to wealth. You cannot work your way to wealth. You must invest your way to wealth. Do you understand? I hope that this, this helps you. I hope that this makes sense to you. Okay. So just do that for your family. And remember this too. The beautiful thing is that once you establish this base, it takes time, right? But once you establish this base and you protect the base, you know, you, you protect it, you, you preserve your capital, then people can live good for a long time. My wife has relatives who uh, her great grandfather bought a building in the South side of Chicago in like 1935 <laughs> and this building, and maybe he paid like $10,000 for this massive building. This building's worth over a million dollars. And his great, his great granddaughter doesn't pay rent and doesn't work for anybody. And just has tenants that live in this building that her great, great grandfather bought in 1935. My wife, when she bought her first house, she was able to see people think that my wife married me for my money. No, my wife, her family, they, they, she got a smart family they, they go multiple generations deep. They, 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 she bought her first house with savings bonds that were purchased by her great grandfather in, during World War II. Do you understand? In 1942, she had somebody in her family that was thinking about the unborn children. That is beautiful. That's another level of economic consciousness. I talk about this in my book, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. That's uh, what I call a uh, financial vision, investor vision. So the question is, who's going to be the visionary in your family that's going to make sure that everybody's good? Who's the one that's going to have the vision to make sure that the whole family is going to eat and the unborn babies are going to eat? And that when they are born into this world full of racism and 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 nastiness and and in financial insecurity and all kinds of despair, when they come into this world, somebody's there waiting for them with, with, with a cradle of economic uh, economic protection. That's going to ensure that they have access to the happiness they deserve. Or are you just going to drop them out in the fire and hope for the best and hope white Jesus comes along and saves them? <laughs> Let's not do that, people. We don't do that, right? We're intelligent black people. We, we, we think on a higher plane. So that's what I'm encouraging you to do. All right. That's what I want to see from you. Okay. All right. So anyway, um, that's, that's it. I'm going to go ahead and bounce on out. Uh, again, tonight, the stock options training does happen. Stock options, income training. And like I said, I guarantee you when you walk out of here, if you have a little bit of capital to invest, I'll tell you exactly where to put it. It will increase your income. I'll show you exactly what I do. This is how I make my money so this is so you know if it's if, it, if it's a bunch of bad ideas it it's screw it will be screwing me too but this is what i do with my family uh, everybody loves the prime program so we're doing kind of an introduction to the prime program but you can actually uh join uh it, it by paying the fee the fee for the training is a 129 dollars uh <clears throat> excuse me all the materials are yours for life 
You can share it with your whole family. Uh, the URL, you can write this down, is drboysprime101.com. That's drboysprime101.com. Now, if you want to just uh, join the program and, <clears throat> and get in free, uh, all the members of Prime get in free. You can go to drboysprime.com. So your first month membership would go toward the cost of tonight's event. So we're going to do this tonight at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and uh, I know we I mentioned 8 o'clock, and I don't know why I said it wrong, but it's 8.30 p.m. Eastern. I guarantee when you walk out of there, you will understand things at a higher level. You'll understand how to generate income from stock options incredibly well. And the guarantee I will make to you is that once you're done, you will have a higher income. This is the goal. I'm not here to just be flashy. I'm here to give you something that's substantive based on sound economic theory, something that I've applied myself. This is how I make my money. And uh, I'd love to show you too. So feel free to join us, drboysprime101.com. Or if you want to just join and become a member and get in free, go to drboysprime.com. Okay, guys, I'm out of here. Have a good night. And uh, don't forget this podcast is on Spotify and Apple. And I hope to see you guys soon. Have a good night. Talk to you later. Peace.